You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. style we're gonna start we've got my brother fred chernoff is here fred how are you doing good excellent we've got calvin tan calvin how are you i am excellent and matthew mangle how are you i am doing swell Mm, well, Not I, didn't, swollen. I didn't want any uh, anything personal but i'm glad you brought up swollen because kind of the the uh the episode we're going to talk about today is, uh, I think we're going to pick up where we left off last time. So we're picking up around April of 2000, maybe even March of 2002. Uh, for those of you who listened in the past, you know, once upon a time, the TWF was the Teenage Wrestling Foundation. Then in February 2002, it came back as... Uh, the Wrestling Federation, TWF. Um, it was legit. We, we were licensed with State Athletic Commission. Um, we we did a show no called fans. Back From Beyond. We, we What's mm-hmm. that? We drew what? Drew almost no fans. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Um, but that's something that's not uh, specific to February of 2002. Um, so, we, uh, so here we are. We do this show. We had our, our situations with... Uh, uh, getting off his ring there and whatnot. So now we're planning this next show. We've got a show coming up. It's already, it's, it's booked Terry and it's booked, uh, at a little place called skate 309. Uh, 309. Yeah. And uh, as Matt Mangle runs away, um, (laughs) and no, it's cool. It's a tough time. Say goodnight to your kids. You know, could have done it. And he's working a match over there. What in the sweet. Fighting his demons. Oh, um, welcome so, back, Matt Mangle. So we we, we booked <laughs> never fail. Yes, Skate three hundred nine. Skate three hundred nine. Um, now, how do we I find think, Skate? I think the biggest, yeah. Oh, I, well, I was gonna say I think the biggest thing coming out of the the first show leading into where where we're going is that we made a decision. I think we touched on it a little bit. We made a decision for for the first time to give a belt to someone that we didn't really know. That's yeah. We didn't go that all the way in talking about that last time. So let, let's touch so, base. On so that. We, we, we decided that we wanted to, as part of branching out and becoming a, a legitimate independent wrestling federation, we were going to, we were going to retain our primary title in house, that it was going to be only from our, what we called our homegrowns for the time being, at least. And we said, but the Pennsylvania title, which I used to hold was going to be opened up to that, that was going to be available to the indie workers that we were going to, we were going to test the waters a little bit with our secondary title. So see we ended we, up see after, who we can trust. That was really the thing. You know, we want to, exactly. we had never worked and, and, with anyone that wasn't. And a we were before. right. We yeah. were right to, to, to question. Oh, yeah. So, so we, we came out of the first show after running a tournament and um, was it, the I'm, one I'm Andy, Andy only. only. The one Andy the one only. Andy, we did. We did mention him. So the one oh Andy my. only. To, to recap, was a student at the Wild Samoan Training Center and had worked on on some of Alpha's shows. And we didn't know the distinction that he was not a graduate yet, 
Right. Um, but he presented himself that he was available for bookings. And he was the only, the only name, the one and the Ironic, only name yeah. that he was the only wrestler that we are familiar with. So we thought, okay, he's the guy that we should go with to put the, the Pennsylvania title. So, yeah, so we gave him the title and then, yeah. um, so long story short, uh, long story. Alpha was not, um, I don't know if people were in Alpha's ear. I'd gotten this weird email from him at one point of, who's more important to WXW and it was um, supremely great or someone else. I don't remember who it was. Fred, do you remember? It wasn't a wrestler. I don't know. It was it like was, a commentator or something. Um, and it was this yeah. random out of nowhere email and office just like who, you know, uh, I have a question for you. Who is more important to, so I gave the most political answer where basically I answered the question by saying the strong points of both. And never actually even gave an answer of who was because I'm like it was, at that point I was already smart enough to know like I was what just saying, it, it was it was it was a great answer and not at all characteristic of the way you approached anything back in those days. No, was, no. Normally I would well just be like, oh well, that dude's a mark. He's not, you know. But uh, so anyway, I think in my opinion, I think people were uh, oh, mark. mark. Yeah, we're gonna Sorry. get to that for sure. <laughs> um, I think if I if. I had to guess somebody was in Afa's ear and they weren't happy about the fact that we were running shows right? and that we, we were using Afa's ring and maybe I, you know, we still had that, that teenage um, thing about it that people couldn't like break away from. Um, And I mean, in fairness, some of, I was 18. I was still a teenager. Some of us were still teenagers. Um, and I don't know what we, they yeah, were. We, we, we were presented like the, the teenage wrestling foundation was, was a whole different story. That was, that was not a legal professional wrestling league. And that, that those were, were kids. But when we came back and we saw ourselves as, well, now we're grown up and we're doing it mm-hmm. for real. But in the wrestling business, we were all still kids. And, yes. and from the perspective of Afa and the people hanging around him, it was a bunch of, of young Marks pretty yeah. much. And I mean, so, and I had tried to, you know, quote unquote, make it on my own. Um, but I made a huge mistake with that as well. Um, prior to bringing back the TWF, I made a deal with a gentleman by the name of Rob Dimension um, for Steve Carino's uh, PWF. And the deal was I sell X number of tickets, I get to wrestle on the show. That is. Not the first time or the last time that'll ever happen. It's a very common uh, independent wrestling practice. Um, sold a bunch of tickets. Said I wanted to work in a, a tag match. It was going to be me and lukewarm John Brody of TWF fame um, versus, I can't remember for the life of me, the team's name, um, but a uh, couple, of, couple of big guys. And uh, we get there that day and it gets changed to it's going to be me versus Brody. Um, and we were like, okay, well, you know what? Like, that's fine. We wrestled back in 99, you know, at a, this is 2001, but we wrestled back in 99. Um, and, uh, we can do this. We can put on a match. This won't be a problem. I had been training at office. John had not. Um, and that was a big mistake. My thought was John knows how to bump. He can take some direction and he can come in for a couple of high spots in this tag match, and I will basically 
take most of the heat and all that. And I'll, I'll be in there working the majority of the match. Um, from our perspective, we had no idea why you wanted to like, like, I think originally when you started training and that's a whole story in itself, but, but you were supposed to start with John. Yes. And he backed out of, of training. And so I think from our perspective and uh, among the friends and also in the family, it was a question of why we, we saw you, know, you had been, you had gone on to the next level and had been training and we didn't know why you didn't want to work a trained wrestler and why you would bring John who had chosen not to train. It's very simple comfort zone. Um, showing up to a show by yourself to go do this thing. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I, I was that, that is not a good reason. Um, but that was the reason. The reason was if I have John here with me, well, I've got my buddy here. And then you also have to remember, we'd kind of been burnt by Dino Santa. Um, so the idea we, of yeah, having some yeah. form of, you know, not that anyone who knew John Brody at the time back up, you know, but, but the, the idea of having somebody that I know is watching my back and somebody, you know, them there with. Yeah. So, uh, short story long, basically what happened was, um, that match was the drizzling shits. It was horrible. It was terrible. Right before we walked out, they cut us from like eight minutes to like three or so. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was it was, it was a just long terrible. three minutes. I called uh, drop toe hold spot uh, for me to give Brody a drop toe hold, and as Brody came off the ropes at me, and I turned my body to drop toe hold him, he attempted to pretty much baseball slide into drop toe holding me, um, which obviously. I send you off the ropes and I say drop toe hold. You know, if you're trained even for a little bit, and I'm, I don't mean that right. to be insulting to Brody, he wasn't trained. But if you're trained for a little bit, you know you're not the one. If you're being sent off the ropes, you're not the one doing a drop toe hold. So that I remember was a disaster. We ended the match. We got attacked afterwards, as we were supposed to, by another team. Um, they were hitting us with power bombs, doing things like that. I will say, again, I can't remember their names. Uh, but they took perfect care of us. Huge difference from the the crap with Dino Santa and all that. These guys came in. Uh, we, a, we knew they were running in at the end of the match. Um, but uh, it, it went really well. Uh, that aspect. Everything else was was horrible. Uh, so jumping ahead, they love that we packed the house, so to speak, um, and. Rob Dimension offered a, a contract basically for us to become like a, like a subsidiary of, uh, of PWF. And we had a meeting about it because I was like, well, if we're going to start our own branch of this, um, I, I pretty much, I think it was us and the, the four of us, we had this conversation and I remember holding up the, you know, and, and, and we all just had a bad feeling about it. And I said, well, then screw it. And I ripped up the, the contract. Um, and we said, let's bring back the TWF. And that jumps us now back to... Which I was, I was going to say that that's... I mean, it, it kind of connects everything you're talking about with what happened with Dino Sana, which is a whole, mm. whole thing, but... but We'll do a Dino episode one day. We will, yeah. But we'll everything tying, tying into uh, the, the decision we made with the Pennsylvania title, the, everything that we were versus the, the world title and keeping that in-house and everything. A lot of it was that our experience was teaching us to not really trust anyone in the business, that if we right. didn't take care of our own, we, we couldn't 
if we didn't have control of the book, pretty much, we were we were in big trouble. And and we and saw that time and time again. And I do and I do remember that off of it, that he his advice to you when you said you wanted to run a TWF show when you were because I, I don't really it was that story, it was know, it was the, I know, I know it was the, back I know from beyond yeah. related to the to the the Steve Carino show, but but when you were going to run your own show, Afa told you that was his best advice was. Yep. You have to like make sure that you're clearly in charge, or they will walk all over you. Yeah. and that that you know wrestlers will walk all over you. And he, got, I mean, he gave uh, incredible advice. Yep. Unfortunately, like I said, I think people were in his ear, and I think I would love to think in my mind, and I'm curious what you guys think. I would love to think in my mind that like he felt threatened. WXW felt threatened by the TWF yeah. coming in more than anything. Somebody may have been like. Dude, you can't have these kids with your ring, with your reputation, yep. your guys there setting up the show, and they're doing talent. this. Yeah. You know, well, now John, granted, we were having good. We were having, you know, aside from the, you know, triple threat. Um, the, yeah, the, the ring is like the ring was it actually. Well, as we're going to get to, I'm, I'm sure mm -hmm. it may have been a bit of a blessing in disguise because that ring was an elevated sidewalk. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, but harder softer bumps yes it was yes. am i right that it was it was a an old wwf ring from before they re yes. redid i think the... it it was so it had a spring in yeah. the middle which yeah. is That's... laughable because anyone that thinking about that Bluetooth, Josh. dude that spring it was h-a-r-d that spring <laughs> um was so thick uh and vascular it was um <laughs> no that's that spring though was just it was oh, so solid girth. that there girth. was a little was a girthy bit spring yeah there was a little bit of give when a 300 plus pound samoan bumped on it but when i bumped on it um it, with my back back then inflating my weight to a weight that i wish i could now legitimately drop down to <laughs> um I, it, it was not uh it didn't move it didn't budge it was terrible um, but long story, even longer, uh, Afa apparently had a meeting with everybody for WXW and said, you can't work these shows. So we had, uh, Tommy Swade booked. Um, right, yeah. And so, so that was, so we had moved beyond just, just Andy only. And we were now actively, I, I would say poaching because we weren't signing exclusive. No, deals. but our, we were our trying thought, to utilize WXW talent. Our thought was WXW. These are the only people we really know and that we, we know we, we can trust. trust. Yeah, yeah. So the story, as we were told, was that Afa mm -hmm. said their backyard. You can't work for them. I don't know that Afa ever said that. I. I don't. I don't think to this day that Afa really said that. I think other people. He, yeah, I think he was just more concerned with the liability. Yeah, I think other other people were kind of given the old like, "Hey, brother, I heard uh, from Pops, you, know, you worked that show, brother. You're not getting think, booked." That's well, what I think, I think was happening. It, I don't think this was a. I, I, I just. I I think I think well, it's it not like Afa, you know. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. No, it was not. And and I'll say, I don't know if anyone's seen the um, the Young Rock show. Um, Great show, which is, which is pretty pretty good. Um, and Afa's having a. a, a resurgence there yes. the, the up and Sika and and it and it gives me uh it gives me a lot of a lot of points with my wife because I get to explain Chesley <laughs> that uh that that I I, I kind of knew that guy yeah um and and that's but, the uh, thing like he was he, he was and is a uh, a good man and I just don't believe we never really understood what happened but yeah. I I do I think the while while 
it was a far cry from from beyond the grave where there were the, the teenage wrestling foundation where we are very very fortunate that there were no serious injuries there mm -hmm. out of that um there was nothing that came close to that including the the triple threat which at, at back from beyond which wasn't great but it was not it wasn't backyard crap in, in to the same no. degree and and it was inexperienced but, it was green it was trained green but, wrestlers but for the most had, part we also with no experience green um a wrestler named green that's that's what i was getting at was i think if you're if you are the guys that that came and i won't, I won't say who, but who, who came representing off and brought the ring and they're mm -hmm. watching this show and they don't know much of any of the talent and they see things like like Sassy McMolassy versus Big Lou, who not neither of them had, had ever been in a ring before, and they don't know what they're doing, and they see this stuff. That's where that starts to get back, going like uh, Josh is running a, a shit show that you got. He's be running on train, yeah. And I mean, yeah. we obviously we had Kevin Matthews, we had Scott yep. Fowler, um, but then again, we had Bill Bain was his first professional match. First match now look, yeah. yep. your first match has to be somewhere. You know, he there's nothing trained. wrong. Yeah. He was yeah, trained. Yeah. He was trained by Scott. Um, right how much more trained was Bill by Scott than the fact that Mangle was trained pretty much by me at that point, mm -hmm. you know, and would be trained by other people as time would go on and we'll get to so that. I, 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 right. Right. Maybe I, I think, his, I think, it was his best trainer, his mess trainer, but we'll... Dungeon. I think, I think if, I mean, to put a, to put a bow on it, I think it was a, it was a situation that, that it's perception. And I can yeah. easily see now as unfortunately old as we are and we look back if you imagine looking at, at 18 19 20 year old kids doing this stuff whatever like it was perception that i think yeah. you know i don't think there's any real fault no there. but but the long the, the long and the short of it is what happened was uh tommy suede no showed didn't cancel no showed um, well it's even better right you know and, and he only uh canceled and i said well dude bring me the i need the belt mail me the belt and he did not, I said, or at least just show up and give me the belt. You have the, you know, cause we were trying to be respectful. We gave people the belts to take home. Yeah. Uh, a mistake we didn't learn from on this. Uh, thank you, Danny DeManto. We'll talk about that another time, mm. but, uh, but no. So, so uh, Andy only eventually mailed back the Pennsylvania title. Uh, it was totally, um, uh, just like make the, make the remark, Josh. You don't want to make the remark. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Remember, it's still an audio show, too. Um, well, it's not, it's not, tune in youtube.com slash mind of the meanie if you want to know what the hell just happened on Calvin's screen. Um, but uh, it was, I thought for a second there, I saw the old WCW logo. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a reference to 83 weeks, uh, spring stampede. My good friend Eric Bischoff. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, so um, I'm so derailed here at this point that I don't know what. <laughs> so, I okay, so, you got, so, you got so, so yeah, they're gone. But before the no show happened, Afa yep. said, I can't do that date. That's right. And I said, he said, well, why don't you just change it? And I like, that's even not that we had so many people or something, but that's a pain in the ass for okay. the most established. Would, would, wouldn't he know that? And that's, I think it was a work anyway. I think yeah, it was. Hoping to just like cut ties and, yeah. and do it in a yeah. friendly way. So I made a call. I thought, let's go back in time then. Who else can you get a ring from? Well, we had off at Beyond the Grave and back from Beyond. But who did we have before that? We had old Jim Kettner, ECWA. 
Jim Kettner. Figure, I mean, his, his rope couldn't possibly break twice. So yeah, I mean, it had to have been fixed down. by that point in time. A uh, fun fact: last I saw, uh, um, our friend Dave Sagan, who's a wrestler out in uh, in Texas these days, I saw a couple of years ago. Dave worked a match for uh, for someone. I think they were borrowing the ECWA ring or something. Maybe yeah. he was wrestling for ECWA, whatever it was. It was the same wow. ring as it was from uh, Armageddon. Wow. Same. No, the the uh, posts. Carter initials. No, the posts and everything. The way that it looked. I went back and reviewed other tape, but I knew that. I it was so you know. Well, I mean, it was an important ring to us. Uh, I spent a lot of time looking at the pieces of it, you know, as it was being uh, (laughs) fixed. But um, so, uh, we talked to Jim Kettner. Super cool guy. Unfortunately, they they already had a show going on. But he said to me, let me give you the number to a, a, a great guy. Uh, his name's Mark Mest. He's the Mest. And, yeah. And uh, Mest has a number of rings. Um, yep. You're going to be good. You're, you're, you're good to go. He'll take care of you. Called Mark Mest. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? I was like, say, hey, hey, yeah. Uh, Jim Kettner said, oh, yeah, I love Jim. Yeah, what can we do for you guys? We'll take whatever. Could not have been a nicer guy. So we're like, okay, well, let's, let's, uh, I was like, hey, do you mind if maybe like in, this was in March, I'm like, go up to, cause he's talking about how he's got the dungeon and all this place right, where he trains you, you people. Asked if, you asked if we could uh, work through our matches. I said, yeah, can we work through our matches up there? Like, that would be amazing if we could go up. Yeah, 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 yeah come on down, come on down. Like, okay, well, where, where are you located? And so basically he told us to meet him. He's like, it's tough. It's in like a, um, uh, what was it like a, a, a storage, storage facility, facility. Yeah. an outdoor storage facility across from so, the mushroom plant across from mushroom plant or so they outside say outside of Boyer town. Yeah. yeah. Where, where was it? Blandon? Blandon. Out in Blandon. Out, Blandon. 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 Heard of. Out West. Out West. And uh, so we pull up, he said, meet him at the Turkey Hill. And he would then drive. Turkey Hill is a gas station. A gas station. Yeah. For, for those who don't know, <laughs> Turkey Hill is, is the, it's a gas station. Yeah. Thank you, Calvin. That's good. Calvin's all, the I, one who always remembers that we have people not. I, I guess in it's it's more of a, a convenience store with a gas station. Yeah, it's right. A Turkey Hill convenience store. Yes, uh, Turkey Hill also makes a wonderful brand of ice cream. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, some some drink, if you will. Yes. Um, so we go to Turkey Hill, and we're waiting for him to pull up. He tells us what car he's gonna be in. It's a tiny little blue car, if I remember correctly. Tiny little sedan. Pulls up next to us. Now, I had pictured, for whatever reason, Mark Mast in my mind was this thin, goateed gentleman. Uh, I don't know why. It's just the sound of his voice, whatever. Well, he had a goatee. Uh, That man is a Google Mark Mast, or better yet, Matt Mangle. Let's take a look at your shirt. Mangle is wearing a... (laughs) Mangle I mean, is wearing I, a, that doesn't do it justice. Doesn't do it justice. But, but a phenomenal but. shirt uh, <laughs> with Mark Mast on there. Mark Mast is a man who has worn shirts that say uh, uh, "Fat people are harder to kidnap," and uh, he's embraced it. Yeah, he is. So, uh, do I, can we give a little overview? I don't, I don't have like a proper notes for a better than an a overview of of, of, uh, of so Mast. What at that point? 
I'm trying to think. I, I would say he'd probably been in the business for for over a decade, probably like like maybe ten between ten and fifteen years. And yeah, I remember he brother, telling us stories about doing stuff at like the Manhattan Center for Raw. So okay, um, and, and his, his older brother Troy had been in the business a good bit longer, and they were kind of we didn't know anything about them, but we learned that they were sort of staples in the the indie circuit around the Philadelphia region, and and kind of everybody had heard of them at some point or another, and they had they had a lot of history and a lot of a lot of stories to tell. Yeah, the Mess Brothers, uh, they had a tag team. What were they called? The Intimidators. The Intimidators. Yeah, Intimidators. Um, and uh, no, they were. Uh, but look, and they, they, ran, they ran a school. They ran a out, school and they trained people. The... Uh, and there, it was. I mean, it, it, there were a lot of characters there. There was Grifter. There was uh, Max Havoc. Max Havoc. Yeah, there Havoc. was um, Rico Suave. Rico Suave. Yeah, Cremator. Um, who yeah. also went by another name at some time when he wasn't wearing the mask. Right? Um, he was, uh, right, yeah. God, the hell was El, he? El, El Crematore? No, 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 no. When he wasn't <laughs> no, wearing the cremator mask, he was, uh, John. Uh, no, no, no. Mangle, I can't believe you don't remember this. He was like a, a, a woodsman of some sorts. Brawny? I mean, Jeez, I don't no. remember that. No. Oh, there was, and, and, uh, wasn't, wasn't part of his gang, Ronnie Reigns? Oh, risky business, risky Ronnie Reigns. Yes, risky business, Ronnie Reigns. Yeah. Yes, yeah. risky business, Ronnie so, Reigns is a manager. So they so, were they were they were a a band of characters. Many of them were students of the Mess Brothers, and and they were all. And again, prefaced by what I said before that we had already had some experiences that were not so savory in, in how people treated us because we were younger. Whether or not I, we don't know, they could have we could have walked out of there and they were all just talking shit behind our backs, but to our faces. They could not have been nicer and more welcoming, and yeah, it was just yeah. just a fun group of guys. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to find Cremator's other name, but uh, but it, they were a really good group of guys. They, we would have conversations. They talk about how uh, I remember the time. Well, this that was I think 2007, maybe with uh, uh, the disrespect to Pat Patterson. No, this yeah, was this yeah, was a yeah. time when he was talking about ripping them up and tearing them down with uh, TNA when yeah, they TNA. first started. <laughs> but anyway, so here's the thing. So we go to the Mark Mast. Mark Mast was over 500 pounds. Uh, that that's really assume. what we're getting to here. Um, the man was morbidly obese, uh, but we went, we trained. Couldn't have been any nicer. Calvin, like he Reed can there, move in the ring. He could move in the ring. He can he really, move in the yes, ring. He really could. Yes, he really could. He can move like a cat when he wanted to. So now, Calvin, you weren't there with us for the training. You first met him. We'll fast forward. So we ended up using Mark Mast's ring. Mark Mast had a very similar ring set up at the dungeon to what Afa had. And we were like, uh, okay, yeah. fine. It is what it is. Mangle and I work out, you know, Mangle was supposed to be wrestling uh, Brody, but Brody yeah. couldn't do any of our like pre-tape stuff we wanted to do. And I was just like, cause I wasn't going to wrestle. I was going to take a little break. Cause my back had been spasming and having all kinds of issues. And then I was just like, you know, what might be a good idea? What if I uh, eat healthier exercise, drop some weight and cut my, my giant hair that I had. And I was like, a new man. So wasn't, we ended up Brody. What, Brody wasn't injured or something around. That a, time? No, that was a work. That was a work. Okay. Like, so we said Brody was injured. Worked. He was actually injured at, at beyond the grave, but uh, we said that Brody got injured. Um, and that's why I took his place. Uh, the challenge mangle in a two out of three falls match. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. fast forward. Here we are. Skate three or nine. Uh, we've already told the story where our friend biz cursed everyone off for not being able to get tickets. <laughs> Um, Skate Theory Nine was was the first time that we we sort of established ourselves in like like 
kind of outside of doing shows, like we went in public, we went to do a, a an autograph signing and ticket sales. Yes, thing. and, and a, a brief, a brief promo, which I don't know if anyone has any video of. No, uh, what? I don't even remember. I talked. Remember, I had the mic. I had a live oh, mic. Oh, I usually bought that. Friday, out, yeah. Friday's that, that uh, uh, skate, was a skate night for the kids. Skate the kids, night for the Friday kids. Night. Yeah, we gave Matt Maggie a live I'm, mic. I'm, Calvin, I'm, were you I'm there for this? Yeah, I'm, I was I'm there for that. Yeah. Someone I don't remember the promo, but I was there for that. I know. Yeah, Someone apparently you were there for that. Calvin was like picking up chicks or something at the that's skating a, yeah, rink. That's, that's yeah. Calvin was wasn't that when Calvin connected with the uh, the the girl who ended up training to become a wrestler, the red haired girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny. I didn't know she ended up training. Yeah, she ended <laughs> yeah, up training, yeah. becoming very uh, uh, had a, had a lot of opinions as the years went mm -hmm. on about uh, yeah. wrestling, and and so Mest shows up with his his band of thieves. And uh, uh, I didn't see anything. No, I shouldn't say. So. Well, no, no, that was office group that took the chairs. Um, <laughs> the chairs, yeah, no. But well, they took uh, them after they broke them. Band of Brothers. Anyway. Yeah, Band of Brothers, brother. And um, Calvin Tan, we haven't heard as much from you today. Well, I wasn't was your first in this story. I know, but what was Sorry. your first impression of Mark Mest? I, he was a really nice guy. I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, we've said it multiple times. Like we've run into all these different characters that were kind of like, Oh, you know, it's the wrestling business. And then, yeah. and then Mark Mass, who's, who's actually a nice guy. Um, yep. So it was actually yeah. refreshing yeah. to, to meet him and talk to him and just watch him work too. Yeah. I think I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth and he may, he may have a totally different story of his, if he even remembers us, but, um, but I think that, the same way we talked about last night, we prided ourselves and we took the, the product that we, we came out with very seriously. And, and we, and I think it had a good impact on a lot of our, our, the people who worked for us. And I think for Mest, for the most part, our, our relationship with him was great because what he cared about was the wrestling business, deeply, passionately, very traditional in his views of the wrestling business. And we, we showed a lot of respect for the most part. And I think that, I think that's what you know, got, got us over with him. Yeah. Um, but he brought a ring that Mangle and I, I, I rem if my, if memory serves me correctly and it often does not, but if memory serves me correctly, I believe Matt Mangle got in the ring first and kind of like yelled to me across the room. Like you need to get in this ring. <laughs> it was the best bump I've oh, yeah. ever like the best bumping ring I've ever been in. Um, period. I think hands down mangled. You agree? Oh yeah. We, had, we well, you could tell by our, our, our match. That's the we thing. just I'm did what we did like and a, we overdid everything and it worked out great. Yeah. I'm fine. taking that high and tight choke slam. Yeah. Like it didn't oh, yeah. matter because we, you have in your <laughs> mind, you've mentally prepared yourself all these different spots that you're going to take. You've mentally prepared yourself for this solid ass ring that you've been working in whether it was office or mess training ring. And then you get into this thing. Well, now it feels like you're, you're bumping on a mattress. Now was, uh, it wasn't, it was a flex beam ring. Yeah. And we'd yeah, never great. been in one like that before. It was, yeah. uh, it was awesome. And, and Matt and I ended up having a really solid match uh, that I recently watched back. Mangle brought me the tape 
um, of the match. I, and, I haven't watched that in 20 years. Yeah, I I had a box of those tapes. So yeah, before the they deteriorated, I wanted to get you to put them on DVD. So I ended up, yeah, because I mean, it is 2004. So I'll make sure to get that, burn that onto a DVD for you. Wait, wait, oh, can, we, can we take it back uh, a little? Yeah. Can we take yeah. it back yeah. a little to the ring, right? Because yes. uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't know the difference between rings, right? So like, like Calvin's here to like steer us in like, like, hey, so you guys were just reminiscing, but we have people listening and they're in other countries. Oh, yeah. And, and this is interesting <laughs> stuff, right? It because is. the average fan doesn't know about ring construction. Yes. Right? That's a very valid point. Um, so Alpha's ring with a giant spring in the middle, I guess it's basically um, like, uh, what kind of board is it on top? Um, well, I mean, it, it was wood, solid, right? solid wood. wood. They're all wood. They're all wood. Yeah. It, I guess it but, varies between whether it's planks, like long, long planks or... Uh, plywood sheets i think offers were plywood sheets if i remember correctly i don't know um, the the giant bump. spring in the middle there's the giant spring in the middle and then of course you do have like the the you know the metal beams but you have these metal beams so, that are well, basically they're, they're a structure solid. they're more right so right. so the spring if i'm correct that the spring ring is basically a floating extremely hard structure yes. that then sinks on the spring and the but spring the is not is, really is there for give as much as it is to keep the structure up, yeah, right. you know, um, and have just the littlest bit of give, but it was very similar to like a boxing ring. Um, the flex beam, so, so ex yeah, explain the flex beam ring because so I have no idea. The one that I'm most that familiar with is actually the WWE's ring, uh, mm -hmm. circa 2007, 2008. I don't know if they've changed it since then, um, but that was the ring down in OVW that we used to build and take down and everything like that. So. Basically, what you had there was you had these kind of, you had your outside of the ring, or as the commentators would tell you, the hardest part of the ring, which for the record, right. it really is. I slid in the ring once and slammed my knee into it. It hurt so bad. Um, but, oh, you didn't take out both of them like Vince? No, but I damn near did. Um, damn near lost one of them, uh, but I still got up. Now then, um, the ring, the way it is, it's, it's like metal structuring around. Uh, which everybody knows what that looks like anytime the apron gets pulled up, you know, for someone to go under, get the tables or whatever, you know what that looks like. Well, across crisscrossed, um, you have these thin, long, they're hollow, but they're, I mean, they're solid steel, you know, but they're hot, but they're these flex beams. So they're, they're a little hot. There's a little, um, there's a little more give to them. You have those go across. Then you have other ones go the other direction across on top of that you put wood uh planks down um i wish i could remember the the size of them but they were um much wider than they were uh thick and you you'd put but they were they were um you'd maybe have for a 20 by 20 maybe have what, like tw a foot wide maybe yeah you, you'd have maybe 20 across as opposed to these big planks then on top of that you'd roll out like a foam padding um which if you're thinking oh i knew there was padding it really is not i mean that's the difference of think about if you put carpet down on concrete well you're not going to hurt yourself quite as much as if you hit the you know the concrete without carpet crack but your it's, head open yeah but it's really not you know so um yeah so then they pull a, a canvas super tight on top of it and that's it so but that's pretty much what we were dealing with uh if anything though it was probably not built nearly as well as a WWE ring. So it had much more of that, uh, that, you know, every time you, 
You sure. stepped on it. It was very loud. Um, there was a lot of spacing between the beams. So when you would hit, they would make a really nice sound uh, for a bump, but it also kind of sucked when you would run the ropes and stuff, and it was a little bouncy, but an incredible bump. Um, yeah, but funny, you know funny um, I was, I was going to interject about, about yes. rings, um, how long we, we were we were fascinated by that. I mean, I could tell a million stories about like that our attempts, you and me, Josh, of like trying to build our own rings from the time we were little kids <laughs> and stuff. But I remember even in high school, when around the time when when uh, we we started connecting up with everybody for the TWF, we used to get that. Um, it was like a boxing magazine, like Ringside or something, or some sort some of catalog. Of, yeah, yeah. And I remember bringing that in to class with Calvin senior year, and we were we were looking at that they 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 were offering a wrestling ring for six thousand dollars. Oh, we talked that. about that ring. I feel like we talked about that ring for like, years. If we and if then we high spots to, offered a ring, six thousand dollars. Yep, like that, that would have been. Uh, Thank God we didn't have like real money back then. Seriously. Or the things that's why, that's why where I'd still have a storage have room money. somewhere with a ring in it and just be like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. be at Matt's but anyway, you, but, you, you were saying, no, uh, all I was going to say was, you know, the ring was meant to have some give to it. Um, but there was another structure there at skate 309 that night. Uh, that was not meant to have any give to it. Uh, and that was the stage. Right. So there had been some improvements made. Not but much. Not that, many. At that point. Not many. There, it was pretty produ- similar. Production wise, production wise, it was very similar. The 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 differences were well, there's a few things. I mean, this wasn't connected to what I was doing, but we did have we had live music at the show. Um our videos had yeah, changed. Yeah, we did, in, we did. Yep. Our videos had changed insofar as we now had footage of some of our guys. So so we right. so the videos were a little better. And we were trying to, to introduce pre-tapes, but there were like backstage segments and things yes. like that. So um, otherwise it was run it was run pretty much exactly the same way. The stage had had two significant problems at that point. What, what had been very impressive at the Radisson at the in the ballroom did not work in Skate 309 because we didn't have the same extent. I don't remember even what we had, but we did not have the same extent of draping going on. Um, I don't know if it was totally free floating, but it was not. I think it was, to- I think it was totally free floating. Yeah, it was free floating. We had a uh, black paper that we basically got that covered over all like the, uh, you know, it was a skating ring covered over all the glass. Mm-hmm. So we were able to create a, a backstage area for ourselves. But basically the talent would have to walk like, narrow uh, this narrow pathway so they weren't seen um it was so the, the stage and i know you should i think you you produced a picture of it uh the last go around but yes. um if i remember correctly the original stage was made out the the surface was made out of three four foot by eight foot panels going deep so it was, so that would make it 12 feet across and then there was the piece that extended out for the screen right but you're only talking about a 12 foot wide stage which is not very impressive in a big room. So it didn't right. look good for the also, first Also, we had it so far set back because mm-hmm. of the nature of the lighting setup. That, that's what I was saying. So actually it was three issues. So, so the, the appearance of it was one. The second was the lighting that, that had been a problem before, but it was worse that we, the projector just was not strong enough. We needed pitch black to be able to rear project this the image onto the screen and have it be right. remotely visible. And we were now dependent on the telling part of our, part of the story we were telling had to do with these backstage segments. So we needed people to be and able to watch it. An incredible uh, and concise history of the TWF video. 
that I was my first go at producing videos. 15 minute long. We mentioned last time that Fred was at this time doing all the video production. Now today, that I, I produce videos for Fight TV. I do the Mind of the Meanie and I do this here. I do So Says Chernoff. Today, I am very well versed in video production. Back then, I had never done anything before. But I decided... You know what? I want this video, and it's a little much to ask Fred to throw together this whole uh, well, Sahadi type, you, you, you know, over. video. That was that was part of the prep. I think I think in between those shows was when we took the trip to get your computer. Remember going up to New Jersey? We took that trip to that like specialty store and bought a capture card that was like two thousand dollars, and then like a cheap that. computer from Best Buy, and uh, <laughs> pieced the whole thing together. And you that was in the TWF office and everything. You started you you got a whole setup that could process video. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, and and I put together what ended up being a 15-minute uh, video montage of uh, the history of the TWF championship, which, for the record, was held by me, lost to Big Papa, uh, presented back to me, lost via pinfall to Brody, to Mangle, and that was it. Yeah. So... Uh, that title had, had, had three champions, uh, four separate reigns. Big Papa's reign, uh, legitimately lasted one night because that was the remain, that was the only time then the company was shut down. Yeah. Uh, my second reign lasted one night. My first reign lasted from one show to the next show. And Mangle's reign at this point had only been the evening that he won the championship. So I had, I mean, we also, we didn't have voiceovers. We didn't have commentating. So, and as everyone who's listening to this and listens to Mind of the Meanie, you know that I'm somewhat of a long-winded person. I love detail and stories and that's what you had. And to me, it wasn't enough to show Big Papa comes to the ring. Big Papa hits me with the powerbomb. Big Papa holds up the title. No, I needed to show every high spot that took place in that match. I needed every every clothesline, not just the clothesline. I needed to have the spot that led up to the clothesline so that you, the viewer, could understand why that clothesline was so impactful. Um, so that's so that's that's the point. Is so we went from we're showing there's there's images entrance videos, which is images. what we had back in that, Armageddon. As far back as Armageddon, we had a projector. Well, yeah, with yeah, but, still but we, screen. Had, we had we we were using the screen and and it was really having a good. It was it was popping the boys, as they say, and, and yeah. the crowd was responding to it because it was something different, but they didn't really have to focus on it. It was, it was like a garnish for what's, you know, they're focused on the wrestler coming out and right. it's just that's there. Now we're expecting people to watch an extensive amount of footage on the screen and it couldn't really be seen. So that was a big problem. And then yeah. to tie this back into to, uh, what we're with, with Mark Mast, um, we could no longer properly accommodate the vastness of some of our talent yes. that um they not it, it's untested and i will say in my own in my own defense <laughs> having built this thing that when we first tested it before back from beyond mike green and big lou ran around together on the stage so a, a total combined weight of, of well over 500 pounds running around and it was fine mike mike at that point was in the, uh yeah it would have been over about five hundred pounds. Okay, yeah, so, a little so, over maybe. So it wasn't it wasn't a poorly constructed thing, and it's possible that Mark Mess and you know, could have gone up. The problem 
was that we had no, I think we talked about this last time. There were no steps in the back. You had to climb up like a step ladder and it was an awkward thing. Yeah. And so and that, all the- That shit wasn't happening. No. no. So a lot of our talent ended up walking around the side of the stage, killing the whole, the whole thing. So I- Well, the other thing was, was Mest wanted to, so we gave Mest a match. We gave Mest That a was match. the beginning. So Mest and his boys that set up the ring were always given a spot on the show. They always wanted to work, which is one other thing too. They never asked for more money to work. They asked sure. to work. And that they you talked earlier it. about the love that they had for wrestling. Mm -hmm. These were guys who were getting the paid the same amount to come set up the ring, sit and eat some free food that we were going to provide them and then break down the ring and drive home. That's but they wanted point. to work. They wanted to, yeah. they wanted to get in there. They now, wanted to put that, on the show. That's the one where, where the toolbox was involved. I want to say that was West Virginia. A, a, oh, that, lot, there no, were a lot more I gimmicks. I don't think I was Virginia. in the West Virginia show. West Virginia had a casket, too. Yeah, West Virginia had yeah, the casket. I remember right. Mark Mess getting either using or getting hit by a, a toolbox. They, so they you were, had. so Calvin, here's the thing, though, man. Gosh, like, I didn't know you wrestled him. Oh, listen to him. Actually, I did, uh, <laughs> but I ran out of the ring, got counted out, and then Big Lou's music hit. That was years later. But um, the, the a fun fact here Calvin Tam was one of our, our, uh, <laughs> cameraman and uh, i he, i don't know about cameraman i hmm? was working the video and sound you were working video and the sound at that it was point a video sound engineer. calvin tan if you ever watch the video of the main event we got two cameras going on we've got biz we've got andrew sagan brother of, of dave sagan and then brother, like midway brother. through the match a third stationary camera gets turned on that calvin tan is now running because the oh, main event had happened. Well, think about it. Main event had happened. All the videos were done. So we had yeah. this like extra, pretty decent quality camera. It's actually the camera that caught Mangle's leg drop, which was turned into a shirt by Mangle that he wore, which we then took and turned into a shirt that you can now purchase over <laughs> at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Um, but uh, Calvin was doing that. But I think as time went on, Calvin, you were you had done some other camera stuff for us, or you were at least maybe just cause you were watching doing the video stuff. You were, you were seeing more than we were seeing, you know, like, and Fred too, you were seeing more than like Matt and I were seeing Matt and I were always going over a match more, more in of the back. Show. Yeah. Oh, more yeah. of the show. Absolutely. So, you know, there are some shows that Mangle and I, maybe we watched it maybe that night or the night after or something. We like got together and watched it me more so than Mangle because I'd go home and watch the tape, but Mangle didn't have it. So there are matches that took place on the show that myself and Mangle have never really seen um, that mm -hmm. you guys did see. So I, I don't remember. Much. I don't remember. What's that? You didn't miss much. No. Uh, well, you definitely missed if you were trying to watch the, uh, the, the Mangle Rod Greco match, but that's a, that's a story for another time. That's um, yeah. Uh, maybe even later today, because I do want to try and cover that. So that basically, was inferno. It was about a thousand degrees in that gymnasium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to pick up the pace, I guess. A little. Yeah, bit, let's but, pick up uh, the pace yeah. a little bit here. Nobody's listening anymore. Four, Forty-nine <laughs> minutes of. Uh, of so we ran. So we ran a show. And long story short, that, Mark Mess walked around the stage. But afterwards, Fred, you decided. The stage didn't collapse. There, there, there's a few yeah. key, a few key things that came out of that. One was that we we decided we needed to improve our, our production. Um, mm -hmm. Two was that after the, around the, prior to the show, we had struck, we struck up kind of a friendship with the doc and Bill Bain 
the doc and later known as Scott Fowler. Scott Fowler. And so, the, and they came up to help us with the, with signing the tickets and everything. They came up from Maryland. And, um, and so we now, we now thought we, we, we had latched onto the, the best possible thing, which, which in a lot of ways we had, which was now, now we have a guy who's not a, a homegrown. He's not one of our group of friends. He's a trained professional wrestler, but he's one of us. He's a friend of ours and we can trust him. Yeah. And that was kind of the, the beginning of his push really. And so we, and, that night, I want to say, crowned him the new Pennsylvania champion using yeah. Mangle's old tag belt uh, because we didn't have the other belt. Yeah, that's right. And so he was crowned the old, uh, he was crowned the new Pennsylvania champion. He was somebody that we, we trusted, and that is a very valuable. He was point. dedicated. I mean, the, the, not only did they come for the, they came up all the way from, I mean, it had to have been over an hour drive at least to, to come up to, to sell tickets and sign autographs and everything like that. They came mm-hmm. up to, uh, I don't know if it was for that show, but I mean, in, in that time period, they came up to a few times to the TWF office to film pre-tapes, to do interviews, yep. that, like whatever we needed. They were, they were really committed to, to what they, we were doing. They really were. And their commitment showed, like their commitment, you could tell in the quality of what we were able to turn out. Um, Which of course also expect, leads to West Virginia that a little bit. Yeah, down the line. Um, and I don't, and that's the thing. I don't expect that you know any indie worker was. I mean, we were a little indie promotion. It was nice that they latched on to us. Yeah. Um, we even had Bill Bain ended up being a part of that two out of three falls <laughs> match with me and Mangle, um, yeah. running in wearing the superstar shirt because he was. Yep. Uh, that was well, when and, we were and, starting. And side, side note: the uh, Bill Bain's uh, video he, he ended up with down the line. Yes. Still classic. Oh, the Baniac yeah. video. So yeah, we turned, and so, that was so something that, that we were starting to, to get to. We were starting to try and do too is really like create mm. characters, especially. So Bill Bain came out to uh, was it Down with the Sickness, um, mm-hmm. yep. and which we we kept, but we were able to tweak because what happened was he was, and this happens a lot to all of us, uh, myself included. You know, you see yourself for something that you're not, yeah. and. Bill Bain saw himself as big, muscled up, tough guy wrestler. He was Triple H in the Attitude Era, you know, like. And but he yeah, wasn't. I think Bruce Pritchard talks about that a lot on on his show with Conrad. That that, and I don't remember specifically about whom, but it comes up a lot that he'll say like a certain guy. He'll say he was he was a guy you could work into any card anywhere in the world, but he was not a main eventer. He was not mm-hmm. the world champion. And that's, and we and, saw and, but every, everybody thinks that they're the world champion. Right. And we saw Bill Bain and he was very like, he'd come out and he'd yell and he'd do whatever. And we saw him as there was this kid, I won't say his name, but that uh, we'd gone <laughs> to school with. And then we kind of knew, and he was like a little out there in some ways. And we, we had this like vision of like kind of making Bill Bain that, character and that and that was socially awkward kind of you know right um, and that was that was step two of what we we started with with when we when we launched back from beyond and we did the the entrance videos and we told we told people we said this is what we're going to provide for you we're not going to sign you we don't have the money we're not signing you to an exclusive contract but if you commit to us and if you trust us and and trust us to to create storylines create characters all that we can create something together that's better than a lot of the crap that's out there in the indies that's just matches. Yeah. And we had these visions and we, and we put in the time and for the people who we could trust. And around that time, Doc and Bill Bain started to be guys that we could trust. So we put more of our effort into them and trying to see what could we do for them and what can we 
if they're going to show up and do pre-tapes and all this other stuff, what we're going to work them into, into storylines and bill became part of, so it was, I think it was for that show. Mm -hmm. He, um, because he had like the backstage thing where he's all hyped up and then he comes and running he out. He sees who the he sees who like my insurance policy is and you know yep. he comes and he's like, Oh, I want to do it. And then he's like, he's hitting himself, he's like, stupid, stupid, what is it? You know, like that kind of thing. Um like almost and like he, Chris he Farley did. when he would like interview people back, yep. you know. Um So we we convinced them that it was worth tweaking their their view of themselves a little bit and there's obviously yeah. a lot more of that. And we ended up doing it with him. We made like the Baniacs thing and like Mangle alluded yep. to the entrance video where we had like Little cartoons. There was like a uh, uh, Bambi getting, getting stepped on by a dinosaur, by a dinosaur, dinosaur yeah. but like no. Yeah. I mean, these were like cartoons that were like just like drawn out with no color or anything like that. Just crazy stuff. Baniac, obviously, in the in the Hulkamaniac uh, type yep. thing, you know. Um, and it I think worked. It was and we where started. We we're good at that. I think that we were always yeah. very we. And uh, you know, we have already, and we will continue to to crap on ourselves where necessary. Like we're 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 pretty fair about like what, what we screwed up and what we were not so good at. Sure. But we were good at seeing talent and seeing how they should be utilized, I think. And I think we were, we were creative. Yes. And in a lot of ways, when you look at it in a perfect world, the four of us would have been a creative team for someone yep. else's promotion. For someone else. <laughs> and that I think is like, had you put our creativity of what we, our vision of what we wanted with someone else's know-how and money and all that, I think what you would have found was a really, really entertaining product. This was around the time uh, where Ring of Honor and CZW and all these promotions that were coming out of the Philly area, uh, more or less, after ECW, they were all happening. And, and, you know, the one thing they really lacked was creative. Now, they didn't need it because Ring of Honor was very much about in the ring, bell to bell. They, CCW they money, was very so much they, about they hire, you know the violence and stuff. So right. Ring of Honor could hire a card full of people, the greatest wrestlers, wrestlers who are, in the who are, world, yeah. who, are, who are being paid minimum two hundred, three hundred dollars a show, and probably in some cases a lot more. Right. And then they'll have on top of that, they'll have their featured special appearances, and mm -hmm. they'll pay a fortune to. We didn't have that budget, so no. we 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 thought we could create something out, I don't want to say something out of nothing, but that we could work with what we had and, and elevate it to the next level. Yeah, like we didn't think, and this is no disrespect to Scott, but we didn't think Scott Fowler, the doc, we didn't look at him and go, mm, this is our AJ Styles, screw that guy, we've got, like, no, we got that these were not the top echelon, but our thought was, they're good in the ring, we can yeah. give them a personality, and not to jump ahead too much, but Scott Fowler eventually dropped the doc gimmick and trusted us in, a la in, in turning him into Scott Fowler, the solution Scott the, Fowler. The, the story with that, and I don't and know when he, that, when he made his, when he, when he wrestled Meanie on Velocity years Ooh. later as That's a right. tribute, he wore the gear that we paid for and had made for him to, for the, his first solution Scott Fowler gear. The, because the we, story, I think, we moved I, I want to say, I want to say this is around that time. You're talking it about Bill, Ap before, Bill Apter and Wawa? Yeah. It was a while before we repackaged Scott, but he was working as the I think it was before the first show, honestly. I think it was when we had him booked for the first show. Mm -mm, no, no. We'd already, we'd already worked with him and everything. And, like, and, and this is around this time where we, where we were becoming big fans of him and he was okay. a friend of ours and everything. I ran into Bill Apter at Wawa and he hadn't been able to attend the recent show, whatever it was. He'd been he, had busy. Like a, he had a million and one things to do. 
Of yeah. course. And he said, I hear you guys are doing great things. Everything's going really well. It's, it's, so, it's so great. And he said, he said, who you got working for you? And I said, it's probably not a lot of people you've heard of. I said, but we got, we got a few real up and comers. I said, there's this, there's this really talented guy, the doc, who, who's now our, our Pennsylvania champion. And he goes, which doc? I know a ton of docs. And I thought in the back of my mind, I'm like, ah, that that's a problem. Yeah. That's something we're going to And I remember us sitting in, uh, in Starbucks, the, the late, uh, Starbucks in, um, <laughs> in Maple Glen. Um, I remember exactly where I was sitting, where we were going back and forth and we're saying, um, and, and Scott wanted to go by, he wasn't even there, but we were having this conversation. Scott really wanted to be Scott Fowler. That's right. His real like name, name is Scott Fowler. Yep. And I just kept feeling like Scott Fowler for whatever reason, I didn't like it. I, I didn't, there's yeah. something about, it. I'm like, you're Scott Fowler. It's who you are. And it's a name that didn't sound like McFoley. It didn't sound like it was something. And we were so much like, we don't want you to be anything but yourself. Um, yep. That we, we went with that. But, and that of course jumps ahead, but you know, we're not here yeah. to talk about the storylines and stuff. We're, we're here no. to talk about the, you know, the experiences we had. And, and, and so we came, we came out of that and, and, and you know, guys feel free to jump in Calvin. If you, if you feel uh, the, the ship needs some steering, but um <laughs> Um, so we came out of that show and we loved working with Mest and we we're going to keep using him for the ring and mm -hmm. everything. Um, so I guess we, we did another show. So we did a show, we did a show or... in June called Redemption. Was that, was that and it was, post, was that yep. post West Virginia? West Virginia was July. Okay. Okay. So, so, right, so, so we, so in the process, um, just a like, quick, I'll, I'll speak as quickly as I can like, about the, the behind the scenes, what, what we did was um we created a new a new stage that was the main thing we we fixed we tweaked the we we're always tweaking the video production i think mm -hmm. after the second show we got away from the the tv with the projector i think we started using some sort i don't remember exactly how we did it no we actually kept using the tv but uh for the, for that stuff but we the menus were a little more accessible and we didn't have to cover things up as much we figured something out um or had something we could we could jump to and with the stage I almost feel like we jumped, to, we jumped to either a TWF logo or like a black screen. Most like, of the black we jumped, screen. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, um, and, and, and I took it as a personal challenge because I, I just hated, I, we put so much time and money and effort into the stage and like, it just looked ridiculous. So I designed this, this new concept. And I think we originally talked about that. I'd read a book about like how to build a deck and then decided not to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. So I, I decided we're going to, I'm going to build basically this like outdoor structure with these big, like, these, these big outdoor treated pieces of lumber and whatever probably fumigated the, you know, poisoned the <laughs> audience. But, um, but we, the guy. second <laughs> version 2.0 of the stage, um, was much, much bigger. It wasn't quite as tall. I don't think. And, um, it was, it was built with these long pieces of like, like, a, like foot high, boards like like double doubled up foot high boards really 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 overkill mm -hmm. strong and connected together with these with all these panels in between we, we hung um can't what you call them like um like the deck right where the, the deck joists go in the little the little metal brackets that go along yeah. the side and we dropped the pieces in everything was way overkill like the thickest wood we could find oh well, because you and you wanted mark mass to walk this was a a, a point of pride was, for you a, you wanted mark absolutely. mass to walk out onto the stage because i felt that I wanted to do that for him because, you know, I wanted to treat all of our wrestlers with respect. In and some I ways, I mean, that, that was somewhat that, embarrassing. Yeah. For him to not felt, be able felt, to step on it. I felt, and this is, and I, this is getting to, to, to what happened in that show. 
I felt when that man walks out on that stage, the audience is going to go, well, God damn, this is, this is something. This is, you know, this is not a bunch of kids coming out and like, like this is a, a, re a real wrestler larger than life, you know? And so I had this vision for it. And I also wanted the screen to be bigger, which is stupid because we were having an issue with, you know, projecting a, a strong enough image. Yeah. We can't get a strong but, image. What should we do? We'll make it bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so the second stage was building this deck and then the, then the, um, it was this, giant screen that went kind of behind a, a big portion of the stage and was was um nailed into or screwed into the stage and, and then just a little entrance while, little entrance i remember right. while i'm building this 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 was the show this would have been the show with big papa right big papa made his return at the end of the show yes That's right to attack okay. i did not wrestle on this show so, uh, so i was there with lou who wrestled right. mangle so um, so noah big papa was was there although i did I, I did get color um there was a something I got uh, that was in Brody and and Sassy's match where Brody also got color because he got hit in the head. Can we talk about that for one second? We'll get to that. With the stage. All right, all right. So so I remember Noah coming over. I had I was always fortunate to have. I think everybody wanted to be part of the stage because it was so cool. Like so, I always had a team of people who were volunteering to help out, right. and I would design this stuff and kind of mark it up, and then we had to do it on the day of. And um, we should also we're say we're at Colonial thing. Elementary School for this now. We oh, moved we're, to we're, 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 we're in a gym. We're in a gymnasium, and we had seen where we, said, where, we where we had seen previous indie shows, but where we had the kind of place we had said we would never run in. Right, we're not and, a, in we're uh, not a, a Plymouth, Plymouth White Marsh, Pennsylvania. Come, yes, come show show three. We're we're in a gym. Yeah, we're back and, in the gym, um, the gym where we had once years earlier seen uh, seen Greg the Hammer Valentine right. and Tom Brandy and and those guys. Yeah. Yep. I want to show in uh, Devin Storm. I want to say, yeah, I think so. Um, Crowbar. So I remember Noah coming over and looking at the stage, which like my design was like you had to build the whole thing for it to be strong. It's all wobbling and everything yeah. like that. And I'm pretty. And Noah going, I I'm not walking on that. <laughs> Noah's a pretty big guy. And I said, I said, trust me, it's gonna be all right. But because what I did include this time was stairs in the back. And uh, and I lowered this. I lowered the height so that the stairs in the front were easier easier to walk down. So we had two sets of stairs, and um, and once you put those in and they balanced it out and everything, the thing was rock solid. So we had we had the, the stage set up, and um, the the only story that I'll tell about it. So my, I had this vision of Mark Maskin is going to walk out, and I'm designing around that this potentially 500 pound man needs to walk out on this stage, and I and I feel confident that I've got this set. The first thing that happens, I'm, I'm back, obviously, running the videos, and, the, and, and we got Mark, Mark Mass music hits. And the first thing I noticed, when he steps onto the steps in the back, there was a, a, an unfortunate amount of give in the steps, that I was, and I thought maybe I should have doubled those up, but, but they held. And he walks up onto the stage. He's followed by his manager, Risky Business Ronnie Reigns, who's probably, he wasn't very big, probably about a buck fifty. Yeah, but that guy didn't, then, didn't, didn't know the Risky Business he had just stepped into. And, then, and then his partner, which I, might have been Cremator at the time. I'm right, he was, he was, about, he was about 275, yeah. easy, 300 so pounds. I hadn't counted on, on all these people at once. I, I thought You had a heart attack I thought the they're going to walk. I thought they're going to walk in a straight line. They're going to walk. Mark Mess goes up. He, he, he does a pose. He walks down as the next guy's coming out, but no. But you're no. supposed what, to be a what, what, go, what goes what up do. must come down. You know. They spread across the stage, mm. the three of Visual. them, and and posed while Ronnie Reigns jumps up and down. Thank God he was the smallest of them. 
And I remember I was sitting next to you, Fred, for this. And we're, and we're going, going, this, like, this, uh -oh. is, this is not going to, this whole <laughs> fucking thing is going to collapse. Yeah, and Fred, <laughs> Fred was a second away from yelling over to, thank God I didn't know what was going on or I would have been sitting there calling up our insurance. Just being like, I just want to triple check. I want to triple check. We're set for this. Um, but, and I will pat myself on the back, the stage held. Yeah, it absolutely and, did. That, 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 that could be, yeah. be the t-shirt, Josh. Messing the, the background. The stage held. And the stage <laughs> held. Um, the stage held. Yeah, All right, so Josh, you, want, you, want, you wanted to get into the... Uh, well, no, we, we also, the other thing that we had on this show was we had John Brody, we had John Brody and, and Sassy Mike Molassi, two homegrown people who had really just been trained by me for the most part. Um doing a hardcore match where John was doing weapons and Mike was using food. Um, cause that was kind of his gimmick and it was, it was excellent. It was, uh, an incredibly entertaining match. And it was the first time that we really looked at something and said, wow, like sometimes, you know, you can have this odd couple connection here we didn't really know what to we're like this will be funny mike will bring out a pie and it will be you know um what's that no then the tomatoes came in no i was i was setting you up for pie i've been trying to do this this shit for uh, with meanie for such a long time calvin tan i'm disappointed in you it's too late enough angle was gonna do it but oh no uh, no but uh, i mean it's anyway. just, i mean you need that comic relief right yeah so Absolutely, that's yeah. why that 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 mm. match went over so mike uh not only you know, did he have the pie? Pie. Pie. What's that? I pie, said pie. Pie? Okay. This is... It's, listeners at home, Nobody this is the worst it. it's ever been. Nobody gets it, but I'm trying to get a damn pie t-shirt. Come on. Just make it, Bring it back next week. Next well, now we've just talked about it the whole time. We can just do it. Oh. Selector, just make a, make a pie. Please. Anyway. We will uh, explain that. It's, it's going to be Josh going, take my pie, please. Yes, oh, he's please. on that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Sassy Mike Molassi came to the ring with a hoagie. Uh, for those who don't know, a hoagie, I think we talked about it last time. A hoagie oh, yeah. is a, uh, a, it's a, a, some people call it a sub. Uh, it's a long breaded, uh, sand, uh, a sandwich, if you will. Um, so his weapon was going to be, a, was good. A sandwich. A sandwich. Yeah. His, his uh, his weapon. <laughs> His weapon was going to be the sandwich, okay? And uh, and it was going to be one of those things where, like, when he goes... So he goes and he holds up the uh, kendo stick and the, and the sandwich, and he goes back and forth and up and down and by, the by crowd... By far, the, the, the best old school playing to the crowd that anyone had ever done in TWF was Mike Green at that. Yeah, Sassy yeah. Mike Molassi at that point. Yeah. And everybody wanted him to use the hoagie to hit Brody over the head. Well, inside, so he hits him over the head and reveals inside the hoagie, ah, it's a lead pipe. Oh, right? wait, he hits Old him over the head. Old school wrestling. Hold on, hold on. You, you, you missed the step. He hit him oh, over the head. And no, 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 no. I, I know. I'm, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. I'm, I'm going to start gesticulating here. Um, All right, turn the camera off. <laughs> we're walking through the Isle of Loaves. <laughs> looking at all the quote-unquote pipage. Okay. Uh -huh. I show Josh looks like a toilet paper roll made out of, you know, not metal, hollow. Okay, mm -hmm. let's use this. No, Josh picks a wrought iron. It was a piece of rebar, pretty no, much. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a piece of rebar. 
like oh, a very people short. Believe that I'm like Josh. People aren't going to be looking at it. So he, he so he. Oh. Nah, anyway, nah. But here, but, 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 that. My hands but, are washed on that. But, <laughs> but, here's the thing. I specifically said to Mike and Brody because I'm sitting there working other stuff, come, helping you and Lou. I think going over your match, and I see out of the corner of my eye, Mike, uh, Mike with the the hoagie motioning like he's gonna hit just straight down, crack Brody over the head with it. And I go over, I go, no, 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 no. You're going to do Triple H and the sledgehammer. You're going to put, you're going to have it, you're going to go, and you're either going to use the back of your hand to hit him, or you're going to kind of sideswipe where he's basically getting hit in the head with like a soft hoagie and he's bumping off of it. Not a, not a big deal. Well, I'm assuming at one point afterwards, Brody goes, nah, we're going to do it this way. And uh, Mike was also our color commentator. Sassy Mike Molassi. And that man sat there the entire evening picking, picking at the hoagie, picking at it. Picking the hoagie. To the point where when he went to hit John, I'm outside the ring in this match. I'm managing John. I'm outside the ring. Now I'm already bleeding because they had a ladder in there at one point. Uh, and I took, Mike punched me. I took a bump, rolled to the outside and landed on the ladder and it sliced my finger open. So I'm out there bleeding. I'm nursing. All of a sudden, I get sideswiped by a piece of hoagie. And it wasn't until I watched the video back afterwards that I saw when he went back to hit him with the hoagie when Mike lifted up over his head, that pe- top piece of the hoagie went flying. And Mike clocked him over the head with a, 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 a shoot lead pipe. And so, so Brody... He was, his, he was eating his gimmick. Yep, and then another man got busted open. That's yep. eating his yeah, and he smacked that. his lead pipe on Brody's head. As time went on, the hoagie dried, the bread dried out. Too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we probably got it from Subway. Um. So they're known for their hard bread. Uh, Could have just used that as the weapon. Said this is from Subway, and people would have gone like, "Oh shit, can't yeah. hit him with that." Um. But so he he cracks him over the head. I go over to Brody. I'm like, "Hey, are you all right?" I put my hand. Brody. This is when Brody and I became blood brothers. I put my hand on Brody's head and it is just like, looks like I could have, if you had a volleyball, I could have made my own Wilson right there. (laughs) Like it was just drenched in blood. Yeah. He ended up having to get uh, a bunch of staples in his head. Went to the emergency room, was actually seen by uh, Fred and my mom's cousin who was the doctor in the emergency room, uh, rest his soul. And, uh, and he, he, um, you know, so we're kind of like, we're getting now. We're getting like phone calls, like you know, and obviously our parents were very upset. Our uh, not, you know, not a good look. Yeah, not a good look. Uh, John's parents were very upset. Um, and I called Brody. I remember it was the next day. Um, I called him, and I'm just like, dude. I'm like, I, I you know, like I understand. You know, you're not gonna be able to do this. Anymore. He's like, dude, whatever. He's like, I'm good. I don't care. And that man was back the next show, and it was uh, it, it it was. We learned we learned a couple things about about uh, gimmicking the uh, you know the stunts and stuff yeah. like I think that we it was a and I know there's a Mark Mess story in the, in there too about about the, that match but there um no that was, was the, that was the next match it might end up being uh, next episode uh, yeah okay, next okay, episode okay. Um, yeah no but I think I think I think that that was an eye opening experience because we had dodged a few bullets in previous shows when we were younger and everything and I think that we never Run had anybody Dominator. yeah. 
Um, Porter to we, uh, Madman. Death yeah. penalty. Absolutely. No. Yeah. There, were, there were a handful of things. And I think we never had anybody seriously injured. And this was, and we always were able to tell parents and everything, anybody around, like, like, I mean, accidents can happen, but we take great precautions and we know what we're doing and everything like that. And this was a stunt. And I still so stand by the fact that went, we did because Mike John told that. Mike to, well, in well, Mike well, listened Josh, to John. Well, Josh told him the, and then plans the changed. Of them, yeah. The pairing of them was not, was not great in that, in that sense. But it was great and, in every other uh, sense. And they ha- ended up having a return match two months later, uh, which damn near killed Mark Mast. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk yeah. about that maybe next week. Yes. Or yeah. next next show. Next We're not time, doing this weekly. Um, and uh, um, but um, I do want to say, wanna, yeah, go I do want to. I, I want to put a bow on some of these things. Um, so next next time we do the show, we'll talk about that trip to West Virginia, um, sure. because now I felt like we were really starting to rock and roll here. And, uh, we, were, we were really Sandman with that. Yeah, one. enter yeah, Sandman. Um, so, right, and, we, were, uh, we were gearing up. We were gearing up to do multiple shows. You come from, talk, we come from a company that had done two shows in June and October, and, 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 and then and, we had done February and, and April. And, 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 no, say so we we, done, we did two shows the first go around and then died out. And now we're now we're running. We've booked we've booked uh, Colonial Elementary School for multiple shows. We're mm-hmm. ready, and then we'll talk about this next time. But we ended up doing doing a, a basically a house show mm-hmm. in West Virginia, an out of state show that was huge for us. And I think yeah. that on top of that, because I, I remember. This may not have been until the next, until when the the rematch of John and Mike. I'm thinking, but but I know we were starting to get people reviewing our shows online. Mm. Um, there were like wait till we wait till West Virginia, wait till West Virginia. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a We were getting we were getting attention, good, bad, whatever. We we were getting attention, which is which is hard to stand out in a pack, especially when you were referring to CZW, Ring of Honor, all that stuff that was happening. And one of the best things and, we had was we had Hat Guy. And his crew yeah, from ECW, sure. they were there front row. Sure. Um, they thought what we were doing was fun, and that was what we really And that wanted. was it, and we were trying to just have fun. And I'm sure half the things that we thought were serious, they still thought were fun. Um, yeah. But we were trying to have fun. Um, and uh, But one of the, the, the big standouts here was that um, that trip to West Virginia – there were a lot of time. I think after this show and after John got hurt and after we had to like go back and look at everything and look at ourselves and yeah. say, okay, what are we doing? What is like, what are we trying to do here? That was when we had big Papa return at the end. And I know storylines don't matter in what we're talking about here. Big Papa made his big return. He hadn't been there since October 99. Uh, he came out there, hit me with a power bomb. It was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. We, I talked about this on the special on Fight TV with Calvin and Noah about how I was always trying to chase that feeling, that high from beyond the grave. And I think we all were to an extent. And having Noah back there, having Big Papa back there was enough to like be like, you know what we need? We need more of what we used to have. And that's why come... uh I want to say, I guess it was July or August. Come August, Inferno, yeah, was the return of Heatwave of Calvin Tan. That's right. An episode where Calvin Tan actually gets to talk at at Inferno. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think with Big Papa, and and this is really a story for a a different time. Though he did he did return Mm -hmm. early on. I I think that 
it speaks to a lot of things. It's but it speaks it speaks to the bubble that we were in that we thought that our our storylines mattered so much when we'd only done a handful of shows and the audience doesn't really know anything yet. Yeah. They barely know Rocky Styles to to be able to care that Rocky's arch rival from the past has suddenly returned and you know like that yeah. that I I think we were we were in over our heads with a, a lot of that. But I think it was it was that chasing that feeling, and I, I remember thinking at the time that I don't remember where I had read this or something. It was like maybe like a history of WrestleMania book or something, and they were talking about WrestleMania nine when Hogan came back, and someone was saying that Vince McMahon had said he was he was so happy going around backstage and said happy days are here again, and I think that's the feeling that we had that Noah represented a big piece of what we saw and again, not what the audience saw, but what sure. we saw as the TWF, and he was missing despite the success we were having and the fun we were having, we were missing big Papa was a huge component of what we had been. Right. So it, to us, it was important to get him back in there. Yeah. But um, that made any sense or not. No. And it really didn't. And it was, you know, and, uh, but as they say on some other shows, it was snake bit from the start because For sure. Noah wasn't, this wasn't high school where a guy who's six, three or six, four is this massive giant of a man he was now the same size as a, a handful of other, I mean, a guy like a Kevin Matthews or right. something, you know, um, who was not being billed as a giant by any means. So right. Noah, Noah worked a, a giant style with yeah. very slow and plotting and like the big gorilla, uh, gorilla slap. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah. And like, and it just wasn't, you know, um, but it was exciting at this point because this is when we started talking about bringing Calvin back to manage yeah. Mangle Kind of, because again, we were trying to find Mangle's character. Well, that's and that Mangle thing, trying... didn't didn't want to go back to that IOV thing. Had different ideas, which I think could have been really good. But we wanted, we wanted, we, wanted, yeah, we were really again to chase to, that old. We the want the IOV back. IOV thing. Yep. Dorian might be busy in in freaking Afghanistan at this point. Um, yeah, and right. I remember we got a call from him at one of the shows. Actually, he called. I guess. One of you guys. Uh, it may have been that show. Maybe it was that a show, show. Colonial. That and he, he was and he checked uh, in and said he was getting ready to. He's getting, getting ready, ready to, to leave. Off yeah, of, yeah, for yeah. Afghanistan. And uh, you know, I swear to God, it was Iraq. I, I maybe maybe I'm Iraq. Wrong. I don't know. Um, could it, have was been Iraq. Iraq. it was Iraq. It was Iraq. It was Iraq because at that point, I think they were done with Afghanistan and they were okay. sending the troops to get yeah. Saddam Hussein in Iraq. Okay. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, so now you're also having this thing where there's this like seriousness of here we all are putting on trying to chase our our high school days of the teenage wrestling foundation, and one of these guys is missing, and the man's missing because he's freaking getting sent off to Iraq to fight a war, so that we can be you know free at home putting on stupid wrestling shows. Yeah. It was a very he was weird. A, he was a chemical specialist. Yeah. So at that time, if you recall, they were looking for chemical weapons in Iraq, mm -hmm. and that's why he was deployed there. Yeah, and it was it was, uh, you know, I remember we did do the uh, we had, we we did like the we we made sure that we had like the national anthem. We always had stuff like that, but I think it was like yeah. extra important to us because we we're just like, hey, one of those troops is one of our own. Um, yeah. But it was a we it was just a, a it was a weird time. And having Noah come back, you know, like I said, it was kind of snake bit from the start, and we'll get into that more next time. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a good a good place to wrap up is that we we came we thought out happy happy days are here again. We yeah. came out of the colonial show about like 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 firing on all cylinders, 
beginning to really build something that could be something. At the same time, in many ways, we are our own worst enemy and we're actively undermining what we're about to build. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put a bow on it. The one thing I do want to say before we go, Mangle. Yes. uh, I'm going to... I'm going to eat my uh, eat my shit and learn to like it, as they say. Matt Mangle said in the last episode that uh, he was given an entire script um, <laughs> for his promo at Back From Beyond. Yeah. And I denied that because I had no recollection of it. Well, this man has been, and I've seen the up-close uh, script here. The man was able to actually... Uh, it's here. Produce this script. Um, Mangle Attic. Would you read just a bit of it for us, Mangle? As uh, John Brody. You know, in his style, very much Rob Van Dam. You know. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, You know, I've been sitting back real quiet for a long time now. And you know what? I don't want to be quiet anymore. Josh. Yeah, right. <laughs> on, on yeah, so he called 18th. me Josh in the middle yeah. of the ring there, which was not yeah. my name on the on the yeah. show. So on June 18th, 1999, I made the decision, uh, spelled wrong, good job, Josh, for that, um, to uh, join you in the HCC, the Hardcore Clan. And I can't say that I completely regret that decision. After all, you did give me the Hardcore title. It's just like that. I kind of feel like it's time to win a title on my own, you know? To which, if I remember correctly, I interrupted and said something along the lines, oh, I see what you said. You want to be inserted into the Pennsylvania title tournament. That's fine. I get that, blah, 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 whatever. So we don't need to do the whole promo, but then Matt Mangle comes out to interrupt. If you ladies would would please stop your bitching. (laughs) And if you would give me time to introduce myself... My name is Mangle. M-A-N-G-L-E. And up until you... Pronouns, you Yeah, Rocky Styles. <laughs> there we go. Um, stri- you striped really me. Pro- you, you, I mean. you, put, you put striped me. Um, s- stripped me. Are you me. calling me out on, on uh, typos hey. from 2002? I'm just reading what's here. Uh, you stripped me and Damien, Dorian... Of uh, the TWF tag team titles, we were fir- the first and only ta- TWF tag team champions. Thus, showing see, why it, why yeah. making sure everyone knows the the rich history and lineage of the TWF championships. Exactly. And you see, until you fire Damien, I was a member of the IOV and the Warlords tag team. So I was sitting backstage and found myself wondering, self, where do I go from here? Then I overheard the two of you. And I got to thinking, if he's going to take my belt, I am sure as hell going to take his. Here's a little business proposition for you. The two of you ladies and I get in the ring tonight. The superstar, you can prove to everyone that you deserve that title. And I get in there and, oh, sorry. I'm pot. The two of you, you have. (laughs) This is it. That's actually, (laughs) but here's about how it went. Sorry, that's pretty you. much how it actually went <laughs> where you go oh, but no 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 oh, oh, no almost forgot almost forgot <laughs> Rocky Styles you want to take oh that wasn't it 
This is this is the same thing I got dunked out on before because it's written awful. But you weren't um, reading it. Written by Stevie Wonder over here. Um, <laughs> the, the two of you and I get in the ring tonight, and Superstar, you can prove to everyone that you deserve that title, or I get in there and beat the living hell out of you right now. To and you whine, crowd. complain, you, you call your mom on your cell phone. The crowd went and I, and I, yes, mild. I said, you better pray to God that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the way this is written here, it sounds like you better pray to God that God has your back. It says you better pray to God that He has your back. <laughs> he, you were yeah, pronouns, but you're 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 pointing to Brody. No, I know, but yeah, the way you wrote it, that he has your back because it sounds like anyway. God's looking out for you. Well, yeah, well, hey, it still applies. Better pray to God problem. that He has your back. You only saw yeah, one right. set of footprints, you yeah. know, because yeah. because <laughs> Brody was carrying me. <laughs> That's a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> oh, oh man! And, and I said, this, uh, our, "You will our, learn firsthand that I am not only Mangle by name, but Mangle by reputation." There it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Austin three sixteen. It was not, but we. No. we what had was a, Brody? We had a, Brody was. A, uh, Brody was Lukewarm. not. He was. Yeah, but he was uh, like Brody nine. Something three yeah, times as much pain. Like, yeah, and three times like as much pain. Whatever, 316. To, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, 948 or something. Yeah. 948. Yeah, Brody 948. 948 in three times as much pain. Oh, on that man. note. On that note, uh, Calvin, yeah. anything else you want to... Calvin, <sighs> the last thing I just want to say, because Calvin didn't talk a lot in this episode, much like our friendship for the last uh, 20 plus years, but... I'm a silent observer of things. And that's why oh, I want to ask you before we... Oh, the observer. No, except Calvin tells the truth. <laughs> Calvin just sits, he just makes things up while he... Uh, uh, well, plans uh, change, Josh. Yeah. Calvin, are you wearing uh, stonewashed jeans? I'm powered from... Uh, but, uh, what I do, what I do want to ask, because you are an observer. Actual. Um, I'm, I want to know this time period from... Last man standing in in uh, in April of two thousand two, until where we're kind of stopping here after the June show before we went off to West Virginia in two thousand two. These couple months here were pretty busy for us. What what was your feeling on it? Did you feel and have a no? You want me to shoot? I want you to shoot. <laughs> I mean, when we were all involved in it. Um, but I remember at the time, some of these, the amount of time spent on these videos to tell the story, I remember thinking to myself, well, this is a show. complete waste of time. <laughs> complete waste of time. Because, well, because uh, the audience is, they, they don't really, like, you know, they're showing up to watch a wrestling show. They don't care, you know, they yeah. don't care about, about the storylines. They're not watching us on TV following storylines. Like... Do you ever think you should have they just want to go want to go to a wrestling show and be entertained you know so to me it's like this like 15 minute history of the twf i'm like you're spending so much time i remember you'd be at your house and you'd be editing this thing <laughs> and i'm like we have to plan other things for this show <laughs> but we're spending all this time editing and putting together this history video like and nobody's gonna really care it you know except for us right as it turns we're out we're doing it for ourselves but as man. it turns out you were wrong because we didn't even care so <laughs> nobody cared 
Um, uh, but you know, I mean, the, you know, I think once we started bringing in other wrestlers, it was like, okay, it's, it's starting to get more legit now. Right. And that so was like, the thing. I think that 15 minute video was almost like the swan song in a lot of ways of that really, uh, self-inflated view and i i think we now at this show you know enter danny demento drew blood devin moore uh devin may not have been there yet but um hayden in cage uh, and we're yeah. starting to now have like actual talent there that people were really a lighting uh, drawn rig. to what's that lighting rig we didn't have a lighting rig no that was, was, really was, that? that was 2003. We'll get into that next time. Oh, boy. We had, you know, these indie wrestlers, but then we also had footage from them in which we cut together pretty nice videos for them yes. with, with, with their audio and stuff like that because they would – they would talk into the camera and we would have that footage and we would reuse it. <laughs> and that was Danny Demanto used Demanto. that for years in his career. He, at one point he looked in the camera, he goes, I am the man. I'm hot. Chicks dig me. Dig me. And yeah, chicks dig me. And we grabbed that and put that in the start of his entrance video. And it went right into his, uh, that was his music. And that was when I remember when the TWF folded, he's just like, can I get that music? Like I want to keep using that with the I am yeah. the man I'm hot chicks dig me and then bump 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 bump. We know. we I mean it wasn't without its problems and we'll get to that but I think we 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 latched onto a group of primarily New York based talent that were that were pretty good and um could work together very well and they weren't well known in the Philly market so we started that's part of how we started growing was that a Getting lot of these more guys fans who, and stuff yeah a lot a lot of these guys who were work working in New York and known for all different promotions up there in the to the Philly fans they were TWF guys and that yeah. was helping us yeah and uh and you know what we consider all of you who are listening and watching TWF guys and gals uh we appreciate you uh Tuning in every time we do one of these. It's just a lot of fun for us to sit around Mind boggling and reminisce. Uh, yeah, we can't believe we've looked at the numbers um, and it's yeah. it's almost offensive to you that you would support us in such a way. Gotta like, be something better you could do with yeah, your Yeah, we're, we're concerned uh, that you don't have anything. And so we're going to recommend right now, we're going to run down a list of hobbies that might be better uh, your time might be better spent. Uh, no, but seriously, we appreciate it. Uh, Matt Mangle, thank you for joining us. Thank you for getting a solid, uh, good microphone. You're going to have to uh, send that over to Gertner. Uh, Calvin Tan, your Bukaki looks incredible as always. Um, Fred, uh, not since WrestleMania last year at the Performance Center have I seen such incredible lighting in a garage. Um, you're looking good. Everything's looking great there. And myself here sporting the new talking with friends logo T and, and listen, I don't, I don't remember the, the website offhand, but if you want to do some Googling and if you want to throw, throw a little money, Mark Messway, because he was the, the unwilling subject of our, uh, yes. our talk tonight and probably next time, yes. um, the shirt that Matt Mangle is wearing, Mark Mess does sell that. Yes. And we highly recommend you take a look. He's got a few other shirts too, I think. Yeah, but uh, Mark Mast is a man. I hope one on, day we can a, get him on. He's here. on uh, Twitter, Triple M Double O Seven. Yeah, well, we'll have to tag him. Maybe we'll have to tag him in this that we uh, sure. that we talked yeah. about him, uh, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> I'll have to go back and see what did we say. But we love Mark. We, he was a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, 
Yeah. And uh, but yeah, and Fred is rocking the old school. In case you're wondering, his shirt says Chernoff's. Uh, that is the old Chernoff Salads shirt from back in the day. That was our dad's uh, business. And uh, if it looks familiar and you aren't in the tri-state area, that's because uh, I have a cool shirt uh, that looks just like that. that says, so says Chernoff. Um, available at personalities.com slash so says Chernoff. Um, this has been Talking With Friends. TWF uh, for Matt Calvin for Fred. I'm Josh Chernoff, and we will see you next time. 